0: you there like before or when Sardis was being built? It was country. Uh, uh, in fact, I used to drive over the dirt roads over there and, and looking at old cars and stuff before they built it. Uh, so it started in the 1920s. Sardis and Tuscahoma Reservoir, which was never was built, and uh, Pine Creek and, and some of the other reservoirs. And so we, we fast forward into the 90s and Oklahoma owed a debt on Sardis of $26 million to pay the Corps of Engineers for building the lake. And the state decided to work with Oklahoma City rather than Southeast Oklahoma to pay off that debt. And so what the governor did, Governor Henry, he apparently approached Oklahoma City and says, hey, if you'll pay us the twenty six million, we'll give you twenty we'll give you Sardis Lake. And so that was June the tenth, two thousand ten. And it was at the Water Resources meeting in Oklahoma City. Chief Pyle was there at the time offering the state of Oklahoma a $4 million check to pay on Sardis Lake. No questions asked, and we'll sit down and discuss the future of Sardis Lake. The state of Oklahoma ignored the tribes and said, we're going to let Oklahoma City have it, and sold the lake to Oklahoma City for $26 million. Now, what's wrong with that is the state cannot sell an asset that belongs to the people for less than market value. And Sardis Lake would be valued at a half a billion dollars. The state sold it for $26 million. So there was 11 citizens decided, we're going to sue the state under the TAM provision of the state constitution to recoup the cost that they cost the taxpayers and not getting what they should have gotten for the lake. And the legislature changed the law on KETAM where the 11 couldn't do it anymore. It took over 1,000 people to sign petitions to, to sue in order to file the TAM lawsuit. And that's when the tribe decided to file their lawsuits, the Choctaws and Chickasaws, against the state of Oklahoma uh, over the Sardis Lake. Uh, selling with water Sardis Lake. Now what people don't realize, and after that, the state of Oklahoma filed a suit against the citizens of southeast Oklahoma to prove they have rights to their water. It's called adjudication. It's, uh, Oklahoma is, is not an adjudication state, per se, but there's provision in the Constitution that the state can sue, An individual make determine if they have the rights to their water. In Oklahoma, we're a hybrid water law state. means if you're on a piece of property, you have riparian rights to water on that property. And you can also get a permit to get water out of a bigger reservoir or a river to use on your property. But you have to get a permit. So Oklahoma has two systems of getting water. So when the state sued the citizens of southeast Oklahoma, which they claimed they only sued the permit holders, which were 140 of them they said they weren't suing for our riparian rights, but under federal law, they were suing 21,000 people in Southeast Oklahoma to prove they had rights to their water. And to this day, that lawsuit has not been dismissed by Judge West in the federal court. So right now, 21,000 Southeast Oklahomans are being sued for the rights to their water. So what we need to do is have more awareness out here in the public because most people don't realize that they're being sued for their water. And the state did that to retaliate against the tribes because the state, the tribes filed their lawsuit to try to protect Sardis Lake. Now what we've come to is the state of Oklahoma through the mediation with the tribes in the state of Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is allowed to take 115,000 acre feet of water out of the Kiamishi River and at times when the river's not flowing good enough they can release water out of Sardis Lake uh, to get the amount of water they need. Now what's wrong with that is right now the state of Oklahoma since we don't have an in-stream flow program the Water Resources Board can allocate more water out of any river or lake than it can produce. So what we stand the risk of is running everything dry because everybody's wanting water. Now, in the Chamishi River, the 115,000 acre feet of water, it has to make sure that there's 50 uh, cubic feet of water per second flowing through the river or they can't pump. Now, that's less water than would normally be running down the river at certain parts of the year. And, 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 and probably more than other times of the year. So it's kind of a catch-22 there. But what it doesn't take into account is that we've got other entities now wanting water out of the Kimeshi River. There's a group called Tomlin that's doing what we call hydroelectric uh, feedback, hydroelectric systems where they're building lakes and taking water out of the Kimeshi River. They're wanting 33,000 acre feet of water and you build several of those you've got more 33,000, 35,000, 50,000 coming out of the river and sooner or later there won't be enough water left in the river to keep the ecosystem alive, the fish will die, the mussel shells, everything will die in the river, the land will start dying around the river, and it'll just be a dry bed. We can't have that. So, so we have to sit down and look at the value of water. People will say that, oh, all this water is going down the ocean anyway. You've probably heard that many times, this water just goes down the ocean. Well, what we, people don't realize is in Oklahoma, we signed a compact called the Red River Compact. And it involves Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Louisiana. And we agreed how the water in the Red River was going to be used. Okay? So everybody basically gets a quarter of the water out of the Red River. But if you take the water that's coming out of southeastern Oklahoma that goes into the Red River, what does it do to the Red River? It makes it dirtier because the fresh water we have here cleans up the pollution in the Red River. All the salt and all the sand and, and sediment and pollution, it cleans it up. So what that does in turn, it makes it easier for Shreveport to treat their water for their municipality. We take that water out and the Red River is saltier and dirtier and it can't irrigate with it and it costs you more to treat the water. So who's going to be suing who over the loss of water? This other state's going to be suing Oklahoma because we affected the water system. So we have to be real smart and diligent in looking at the laws and protecting not only the water, but the people around it depending upon the water.